Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, And today I have the lovely Jenny Hamilton, who is a very good friend of mine and also a compact athlete. We go very, 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 very way back. <laughs> I'll let you probably start that story um, to kind of start off with. But me and Jenny have known each other for quite a while and I've watched her grow over the years with competing and last year finally asked her to be a compact athlete which is very very exciting and it's like I really want to delve into your mindset Jenny and like manifestation and goal setting because I know that you're so in on that stuff and I know that what you've done already last year actually came true and it's very very weird I always remember you sending me that note so I don't know if you want to start with and like a brief introduction as to who you are, maybe brief introduction into like your competing history. And then I want you to delve into like the journey that me and you have had and how the manifestation that you, is that even the word? How manifesting mm-hmm. has actually paid off for you. Cause I didn't actually know that you were doing this like stuff. <laughs> strange. I was like, oh, looks like this. yeah. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take over. Okay. So hi, I'm Jenny. I'm just going to, um, apologize if you can hear some heavy breathing the dog is on my knee and won't go um so I'm Jenny I am a coach and a bikini athlete and yeah like Jazz says we go way back and the story that she's referring to is kind of how I kind of just ended up in the bikini world I was basically competing from or prepping for my first show and I just I didn't know anyone else who really did it. I didn't know a lot about the bikini category and my knowledge was very limited. And I was just suggested there was one girl who I knew, Adele, who I'd seen compete at the small show that I had done, that I was prepping for. And she said to me, you should check out Compaq and Jasmine and she'll help you. And so I remember I followed the Compaq page on the same day I made a separate Um, a bikini account it was called Jenny's Bikini Journey and I put up a story and I just said I'm just making this account because I don't really know anything or I think it was must have been a post because you shared it yeah so I put up this post that said I don't really know what's going on I don't really know what I'm doing um, and I'd really like to connect with some like-minded people and Jazz came across it shared it on the compact page and literally within like a few hours there was maybe 50 messages um in my inbox or messages comments like I was just overwhelmed I was like I can't believe how many people reached out through the simple sharing on that on the compact page like back in January 2019 so like two years ago now and yet and I think that was an experience that kind of stuck with both of us for quite a while wasn't it and eventually I got to go to the the compact meetup um, and I met Jazz and yeah just since then we've just always stayed in touch and Compact has become a huge huge part of my competing journey and from that moment on it was definitely a brand that that stuck with me and kind of I always wanted to show my support with so yeah that was that is my kind of deep-rooted connection I would say with Compact. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm literally trying to scroll through your Instagram to try and find that post because I think I saved it but it's, I've, it's definitely got lost um, yeah it's literally the, the first post I'm pretty sure because it's the um, Jenny Hamilton PT one isn't it 
yeah yeah I ch- I've changed the name of it now because I started using it kind of for my business as well but that was the original Jenny's Bikini Journey account oh yeah a thousand I've actually saved it <laughs> I definitely did save it so yeah this is my first season of competing I'm about eight to ten weeks out for my first show knowing absolutely no other competitors um in my area so I've made this account whether it's the first one or not who made oh so I'm trying to I've made this account in hope of finding some other competitors whether it's their first time or not who could maybe do a bit of encouragement and I'm looking for another girl who's going through the same thing to talk to and then I remember sharing that and then yeah thank you so much to every girl who's messaged commented or liked my post the community spirit within this sport has amazed me so much over the past 24 hours at the beginning of the week, I was struggling bad, feeling lonely as hell and felt like I had zero direction of my prep. And it's crazy how much just speaking to some like-minded people can fuel your soul and um, spur you on. Massive shout out to Compact for mentioning me and giving me the opportunity to connect with so many amazing girls. I'm heading into this week ready to tackle all the challenges ahead of me. Big love to every girl who shows some support and took time out of their day to pop me a message. It means more to me than you know. Yeah. So like that, that was like a huge, a huge shift because I, I just started out on this journey. I had absolutely no clue. And it felt kind of lonely. Like oh, my boyfriend was doing it too. He was prepping as well. And we had each other and it was great. However, like I said, I knew nothing about really the class I was doing. Um, when I was checking in, I was doing most musculars and like front double biceps. And I didn't know any of the poses. I was just so clueless and it was just so nice that when you reached out it just it meant so much to me when you took that step of just sharing my story and then I was just blown away and it's funny so like Holly she's probably listening to this if she's editing it um so we talked about this as well it's like she was one of the girls who messaged me from that um and we still keep in contact to this day and we we like voice note quite often and it's just it it's always so funny that it all kind of a lot of my friendships my connections do go all the way back to that first post, which is crazy. It is bad though. And I remember saving that. And that was for me, it's such a, for me, it was such a big reminder of like my why, of why I do it and why I do what I do. Because I know, I think everyone listening to this knows exactly how Jenny was feeling eight to 10 weeks out. There might be people listening right now that feel that right this second. But it is hard to kind of find similar people. But once you find them, it's amazing but isn't it mad how like that one little thing you did like putting yourself out there how much it kind of spiraled and I think a lot of people have that worry of like putting themselves out there or taking that first step but like you honestly have no idea like where that could take you because that first little post that Jenny did that like connected us automatically and like I always like I followed your journey like ever since um yeah it's funny like you were saying about like that one moment and like I'm I'm so I'm such a strange mix of I believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be and whatever you create it but I also believe that things do happen for a reason and like something that in that kind of week that made me want to reach out and ask for help put me on your radar which then has linked into a lot of the circumstances and a lot of the experiences that have happened to me in the last year um, whether it be friendship like the sponsorship with Compaq and everything like that has all stemmed from that one post because if I had never posted it I could have posted other things I could have like just started documenting my journey and things like that but I didn't I 
I reached out to ask for like help and then that was kind of answered and then it is all just spun from there and yeah like you said if I had just not posted that probably wouldn't be sat here right now (laughs) (laughs) it's so true though and I think sometimes like we do I think our own ego sometimes gets in the way of like asking for help and putting ourselves out there because we're scared of what other people are going to say but like yeah this is just testament just to show that like just doing that one little thing can really really like change the direction of everything so yeah another area I want to delve into um because I didn't know this but you have been manifesting the results that you wanted from last year both from your competing experience and also you are a compact athlete you are a black ice bikini athlete as well and yeah I I could not believe it when you sent me what you sent me and I was like here is this girl like she is hilarious I just feel like whenever I need to manifest something I'm just gonna get Jenny to do it because she seems to have some like (laughs) power about that then like what moment did you kind of decide that was what you wanted and that's what you kind of were manifesting and then once you've made that I guess, decision of like, this is where I want to go down. What was the process from there to when you did become a compact athlete and a black eyes bikini athlete and your competing um, results as well? Like, it's all well and good looking at the, like, the, the beginning of wanting that thing and the end of getting that thing. But then there's that massive bit in the middle, which is actually the most important. So talk to us about what you did. I think it will be really, really helpful for people to understand like what they should be doing like if they have a start goal and the end goal what do people do in in the middle to get to that end point if that makes sense so just like a little bit backstory for anyone who has is listening to this and doesn't really know me or follow me like I'm I wouldn't not I'm not spiritual in the sense of religion but I definitely believe a lot in things like you said manifestation I practice gratitude a lot I really believe in the mind in like mindset the law of attraction visualization all of that stuff I am really really big on and I I count a lot of where I am today to a lot of those processes whether it's been good or bad and basically when I first went out on like my own and I started working for myself along with Nikki we were just we really flung ourselves into that positive mindset and during that first prep we ever did every night we were writing down three things we were grateful for whether we'd had a good day bad day we were always every night three things we were grateful for from that day Um, and then once that prep was over we started looking ahead to to more goals and bigger things we both won our shows that first year we both left that prep feeling like okay we're in a really good position now mentally physically let's let's do this and then from there it has been just not giving up on the practices that got us to that first initial step and for me I did my first show because I wanted to know if it was something I really wanted to do and I wanted to see like like I said I went into it blind I didn't know about the community I didn't know about the different federations I didn't really know about pro cards didn't know the difference between the small show I was doing and the Olympia like I had no idea what all the different stages to it were but once I got that taste I was like okay this is something I want and I've now become to have a bit of a better understanding I've learned a bit more about federations and I know where I want to be and I knew that it was going to take a lot of work to get there and so I just started writing down 
I wrote down my goals and I wrote down what I need to do to achieve those goals. And then every day I would just be grateful for all the things I was doing to get there, whether it was sticking to my diet hundred percent, whether it was getting a really good training session in, whether it was putting a post on social media that would help grow my coaching business, like not just goals for competing, but for everything. And a big part of like manifesting and making things become your reality is kind of gratitude and affirming them. So something I do is I would I write gratitude lists and I start off by saying all the things that I'm actually grateful for that have already happened. So I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for Nikki. I'm grateful for my dogs, for my home, for a nice morning, you know, like all those other little things for, yeah, for my doggies always. Um, And then basically I then at some point during that list, I then start being grateful for the things that haven't happened yet. And I don't make a distinguished difference. I don't stop saying, okay, this is what I'm happy for. This is what I want to happen. I write it as if it's happened. Um, Yeah, I feel like if you create the barrier of it'll happen tomorrow, then tomorrow will never come and it'll always be in tomorrow. So I would just start. um, And yeah, like you said, when you asked me to be a compact athlete and I was in such shock. And then I think it was a few days later and I was like, you have no idea how crazy this is for me because on my gratitude list I had been writing I'm so happy and grateful that I am a compact athlete and I I sent you a list from like March and you asked me in September and so like at least once a week every week from March September I'd been writing that and then all of a sudden it happened um and that part in between when obviously nothing's happening and you're like okay I'm writing this every day and I'm you know I'm doing all the things I would I'm posting with you guys I'm reaching out and you know things don't always happen and don't get me wrong there's things I wrote on my list that didn't happen and I'm glad they didn't like there's other opportunities that I wrote down on there and I'm looking at my life now and I'm like oh my god I'm so glad that didn't happen because I wouldn't be happy with that situation now and that brings me back to my whole thing of as much as you can want your life to be in a certain direction if it's not for you it might not work out. And then at some point in your life, you'll probably realize why. Mm. So yeah, it's it's one of those weird things. And some people might be listening to that and being like, yeah, right. Like that's just a coincidence or, but yeah, I did the same yeah. with Black Eyes. I had, sorry, I, a few years, I'd say before I started competing, I would look at the law of attraction, manifesting what you want, all this stuff. I'd be like, mm, mm. But like, yeah. that's because I was, negative Nancy had a closed mind and around me I had people that were like were very limiting as well whereas as soon as I left certain environments opened up to new possibilities that's when like if you keep closing doors mentally and being like oh that's like that's never gonna you know all that happened for her great it's not gonna happen for me then that is so limiting and I didn't actually realize the power of that until I got into competing so I carry on but I think it's so interesting the mind no 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 100% like I've not always been like this I was kind of lucky like I was introduced to the law of attraction from a young age sorry the dog's doing something weird (laughs) um so I was introduced to the law of attraction from a young age by my dad but the thing is like he's not the best advocate of it and I feel like he maybe didn't understand it as fully as I understand it now but like even from I remember being like 10 and learning about like vision boards and I drew a picture of me winning my cross-country race and stuck it up 
on my at the end of my bed like I'm not joking like 10 I was in primary school and it happened and I won my like county cross-country race and I was absolutely buzzing and in my head I was like oh my god what have I just discovered and I mean as you go through your teenage years and stuff I I haven't always been on it I've been through some really dark times I've been through times where I'm like doesn't work if it worked I wouldn't be where I am now and all that kind of thing but I feel like there will become kind of turning points in your life when you're like no that this does work and even if it doesn't work instantly you always feel better for doing it so this is what I say to people like even if like and if the the worst case scenario and you don't get everything you want if you get one thing that you want from just thinking that way it's worth it because you've got one more thing that's creating towards your happiness and like I said if there's a reason you've not got something there's probably like a reason behind it it's not just that it's not working yeah definitely like you mentioned there about like oh I was lucky do you do you believe in luck especially when it comes to competing as well like what's your perspective on the whole I'm lucky or they they are lucky that sort of mentality Hmm. I don't believe in luck per se because a lot of the time the things we think people are lucky for are things that we just haven't seen behind the scenes so like you might think that someone is lucky because they have a certain house or a certain car or a certain lifestyle you don't see what how they got there um and I think the same could probably be said with competing it's hard it's a subjective sport and you might say that someone is lucky particularly probably in the bikini category because it is so subjective that if if you turn up with a, a softer, fuller look and they are wanting that look that day, then that is potentially quotation marks luck. Yeah. But if you are bringing a look that you like and a look you want to bring with and you are doing it because you want it and then you turn up with that look, then for me, that is because that was your day and because you turned up in the best you possible and that was and the thing is when you go into a competition everyone wants to win there's no one praying for second place there just isn't like and people will say oh I'm not in it for that and that's fine but you still turn up with that hope of wanting to to place everyone does um whether it's at the forefront of your mind or not because it's called a competition and wanting first place is the whole whole aspect of it but it can't be everyone's day not like there's only one first place spot there's only five top five spots and if that is not your day it might not be luck that's kind of got you out of it but it might not be that you've not done everything you can it's just not your day I hope that makes sense that was a really roundabout way to answer your question but yeah lots of funny one it is a really interesting one like the whole perception on luck and you could go round and round in circles it just depends on which angle you're hitting it and you've literally explained that yeah. like perfectly so what them is what them is um okay. i cut <laughs> off earlier when you were mentioned about black eyes i just don't want to, I want to make sure i'm not cutting you off again oh no no fine yeah no i was just saying i did the same thing it was like i knew that black ice was the only bikini brand i'd ever really want to work with I, I knew their reputation I knew their quality I just I knew that that was there was I'd saved so when I first started competing I bought a bikini from the compact website on the second hand section but I only looked at the black eye second hand bikinis like I like 
just had it in my head that's what I wanted and then I really saved up for my second season like in my first season I cut a lot of corners um trying to save money and in my second season I was like no not doing that this time I'm not leaving anything to chance which is kind of going back to what I said just before but yeah and so I you know reached out to Mandy I got the posing suit I did everything and yeah I did the exactly same thing of writing that I am so happy and grateful that I'm a member of Team Black Ice and it didn't happen instantly but I remember going to my fitting or picking up my bikini and being told that I was on a short list of girls for a sponsorship and then I remember being in the car with Nikki and I was like Nikki I've been writing that on my list since like March I was like I can't believe that um, and it hadn't been cemented and it wasn't 100% but even just that step in the right direction I'd be like whoa okay this is cool <laughs> And also with that compact marketplace, which I absolutely loved, is you bought it off the compact marketplace and then you put it back on the compact marketplace and then you managed to sell it. So you actually spent hardly anything on your bikini suit. My first bikini cost me about £50 because <laughs> I, I put it, I bought it, I put it back up at like a £20 reduced price and then I sold it on and it literally sold within like a week. And so, yeah, my first competition bikini cost me like, 50 pounds if that <laughs> I actually love that like usually I don't actually advise people if they are first timers to get their suits but you managed to get the measurements pretty spot on um yeah the only thing I would say was that, like I very much underestimated how much boob I would lose <laughs> so I did have quite a bit of gaping but I may do and it cost you 50 quid so do you know what and it cost me 50 quid so do you know what I'm not mad about it <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But no, like it's it's a weird one. Like you after that post, it's not a case that like I looked at that post and I was like, oh, that's my future athlete. I just thought, you know what? I can resonate with I really resonated with what you were saying in the post. And then when the, the community kind of came back to you, I was like, oh, like I don't know why. It just it brought the biggest smile on my face. I thought, oh, this is like what I've been building towards is actually working now because it is actually connecting people. And then I think you came, yeah, you came to the Compaq event. Um, yeah. I remember, actually, I think you were struggling. Uh, I think you just actually turned self-employed at that point. You're like, yeah. I really want to come, but I just don't know if I can, like, afford it. And I remember saying, I remember saying to you, like, just come. I was just like, come. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about yeah. it. I didn't, I didn't want to say that in case you didn't want me to tell say that. But, yeah, because I, I, I was just like... I remember you were like you should come and so it was in Birmingham and I live in Scotland and at the time I didn't have a car my car had just broke down and I couldn't afford a new one I just I'd been an apprentice personal trainer for the last year and I was forced out my job unexpectedly so I was newly self-employed had no car basically no money and I was like I know a ticket is like 20 20 pounds or 25 I can't remember how much it was I was like I couldn't afford it and you were like just come if you can find a way to get there just come um and so I spoke to my mom I borrowed her car and um, what her old car um and drove down on, I drove down on my own like it's like six hours in one day I just drove down drove back while on prep so I had all my prep meals I got up at like four did my cardio drove down met a bunch of girls like again the people I still speak to to this day and then drove back again but yeah, it's fun fact, the seatbelt on the car actually broke halfway back up the road. And so I actually drove like three hours on the motorway with no seatbelt on because the seatbelt wouldn't come on. And I felt 
so I was absolutely scared for my life it was pitch black and I was like oh my god <laughs> see this is the stuff that people don't know okay this is the stuff that people think, oh, the life looks glamorous guys but it's not <laughs> people have no idea like that story I didn't know that story and like it's just people would look at you now but they don't remember they don't think about what's happened before like those yeah. times when you have struggled like we have all been there I've been there with my own competing stuff like the lengths I went to to try and do things when your resources and your finances are limited it just shows it's like hard. creatively as well from a mindset perspective like if you go and be like yes I haven't got all the money in the world I haven't got this resource I haven't got that resource but I'm gonna try it and I'm gonna find a way and that's literally what you did and I didn't even know that you drove back with no bloody seatbelt you numpting yeah well I got halfway and then I went and stopped for fuel and then it just wouldn't I, I stopped fuel I unclipped myself and then it just wouldn't pull out and I didn't have any RAC cover and I was like I don't know what to do and so I phoned my mum they were like you just have to drive home because she's like if we come and pick you up the car is stuck like three hours away I was like oh great thanks no one cares about my safety it's fine <laughs> and I was in two lines I was like one minute I was going really fast like get home as quickly as possible and I was like no slow and safe no home as quickly as possible no slow and safe <laughs> it just shows though on prep yeah on to again you can get home even if you've got this yeah it's fine but yeah, I think I just remember the screen. I think I'd had like five tickets. I think I had five tickets left, like, and I could have sold them. I just thought, no, I literally was like, yeah. screw it, come. And again, it was just because like, I really just resonated with that post so, so much. Um, and then from there, I always remember, like you've always consistently tagged. Whether I've like every week I've noticed it, but like over time, I knew like you were on the radar because you were always like you I'd always be like oh Jenny oh Jenny yeah you know I mean? and it's, you, as, as you say it's those little things when you think when you're doing you're like oh is this like is this actually gonna equate to anything but like it just shows over time it's that yeah. build up it's not a case like you were constantly in my DMs even like it was just like it was just casually like we're always you know, like kind of catching up with each other yeah and then, like similar like yeah just like bonding over like silly things and yeah it's like what you were saying there about the little actions like I always say that about kind of even like your prep in general is that like it's not that you eat one magical meal and your prep is like made it's like it's all those tiny actions of you hit your steps every day you did your cardio every day you weighed out to the gram every day it's those little actions that mount up to the big finale you know it's not that you did some you ran a marathon and now you're shredded it's that you've done all those tiny little steps and it's the same with business like anyone who's ever had their own business or anything it's not in the grand big kind of project that you maybe do it's in the setting up of the project it's the little spreadsheet that you have to help you manage things it's you know it's the okay I'll do those replies tonight and then they're not there tomorrow and it's a job that's done and it's all in the little things and it's with that with life and a big part of that is like that I've had to really take on board is being present because I get very sucked into things mm. um, and Nikki is great at calling me out on it when I get two in my own head and two in the zone and he's like you're just not paying attention to anything else and I'm like oh yeah thank you for bringing me back down to earth and putting me whether it's with prep whether it's with work like I get very like this is my focus 
but sometimes that puts the blinkers on too much mm. and it 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 distorts what's actually important and takes away from the small things you could be doing to make your life easier I find that fascinating like and, and it's I'm really happy you've actually mentioned that because it is I think it's hard when you are first started or even for me like I've been you know working on my self-development for years now but it is hard to know like do I go like tunnel vision because that's what other bodybuilders say like you've got to go like blinkers on boom 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 but then there, there is there is a there is a con to that like and literally as you yeah. said if you focus too heavily in then you might forget like again you might be completely closing yourself off to other opportunities or other ways of doing things which can actually help you and I think I don't know about you Jenny but you have I feel like you have to yes it's about it's practicing how to be tunnel visioned but then knowing as you said like when to pull back or when to look elsewhere and I think it's hard to navigate that when you see people especially in this industry that are like oh no nothing you've got to have tunnel vision and I'm not gonna lie I find that shit really overwhelming I'm like oh god I can't because I it is hard to know like what's what is the right mindset to have does that make sense yeah so from like my when my show ended in 2019 basically until like until I stepped on stage in 20 at the end of 2020 I was barely focusing on anything else and I'm sure Nikki won't mind me talk about this but we were both super super tunnel visioned of the goal is one day a pro card this is going to happen bodybuilding is life and then when this lockdown kind of hit it kind of came to like we were like okay yeah we can count on one hand how many off-plan meals we had in 2019 and 2020 but now we don't have the option to go out to eat together and now that's taken away from us and we're sat back we're like there was a whole year of our lives that we were so tunneled visioned that we didn't make a lot of time for each other and not so much in that like we spent every day together it's not that we don't see each other it's that all those little things that you don't sometimes notice when you're being super tunnel visioned they they well sometimes they hit you in the face and you're like damn and so like it's valentine's day this month and we've never been able to celebrate together because we've either both been prepping or have you know just been so on it like now doesn't matter you know hardcore it's fine and now we're like okay hi mom can we please book the dining room to be available for saturday night so that we can please celebrate this together and it's just silly things that you you look back on and you think Tunnel vision was great and it got me to a really big step towards my goal and I don't regret it and I don't think anyone who's ever been tunnel visioned and achieved their goal will ever necessarily regret that period of time but there'll be things you learn from it and yet and things that you know for example I was having this conversation with a friend the other day and about being grateful and they were saying you know it's really hard to be grateful for everything and the thing is it's like you don't always have to be grateful for the thing itself but for what it teaches you so like a bad ex- people like how can I be grateful for this bad experience how can I be grateful for this situation I was put in and it's like well take a step back and what did you learn from that what can you implement going forward from that from how that made you feel because that's what you have to be grateful for it's not the thing itself because you know things like bereavement and loss and heartbreak there's no good in that situation itself you're not grateful for the that feeling itself but what it teaches you is what you have to be grateful for and I always find it comes a lot later that lesson yeah 
you figure out you figure out what that lesson is later on but in the moment you, you might not be able to see it and no um and yeah. I think I'm really glad you have mentioned about you know being going all in but then reflecting because I had that same I had that same period where it was same thing wasn't having that many off-plan meals I was doing this I was sacrificing this blah blah, blah. and then you kind of go mm, could I have could I have still got to my goal by it's not a case of like not doing what needs to be done but it's having a it's not like how do I put it it's not about if you if you don't go 100% people think that they're, they're doing something wrong it's like you can still do 90 90 yeah. is still sick. Think, if you do 90 I think also yeah oh, no sorry I was just gonna say like on social media as well it is like there is a very big culture at the moment of like leaving no stone unturned and things and also as well like what people's perception of 100% is because there's people who post a lot about giving it 100% but they have their off-plan meal every week and that doesn't mean that that's not 100% like whereas like back then if you asked me what my version of 100% was like I wasn't doing any more like you know I wouldn't do 100 more steps than was on my plan wouldn't drink another mill of like mill of water like it was to the T and it got me a really big chunk of like I said towards my goal but my 100% for this year is a bit different um and more so because I want to be able to give more to myself to other areas um you know like my job and my business is important and my friendships that I've made through the sport that got me here they're important too and I don't want to neglect them um and my relationship is important and like all of those things that potentially didn't take a backseat but I didn't prioritize to the same extent I want to prioritize now because when prep comes that's it that's prep you have to prioritize that and having the prep mindset in off season is great and it will get you far but yeah like reflecting back now I'm very happy that I did that and I learned a lot from it but I I don't feel like my off season needs to be that ever again but doing it set me up for the of every other off season I have from that point and so it's very hard to say that you shouldn't do it yeah. because I think it's a big part of what got me to where I was yeah I feel like I'm talking myself around in circles but no, do you know no. what I mean it, I can yeah I can completely relate to so much of that um you kind of you kind of learn over the time what your definition is and I think it's it's not up to your coach to tell you especially in the off season like what your definition of success 100% is because that's only you can make that decision for you and it depends on your values and where you are in your life like there are going to be times that you're going to have to you know really go the 100% like the bodybuilding 100% but all the other areas you'll work on like outside of the sport whether it's business or relationships or like whatever else it yeah all contributes in like you all I used to separate things so much in my life but I kind of learned to know what I can't really separate it because it all 
intertwines. Like even doing my house renovation work, the amount of times I thought, oh, this is a good lesson because I'm just about to give up and scraping this wall. And then I push a little bit more and I get that last piece <laughs> off. I always think, oh, that's like prep, isn't it? You think you can't go anymore, then you go again and it's fine. But it's if you have that feel yeah. like you, everything is separated, I don't think you get that real good, like overall, like good quality of life, I think. Yeah. At the end of the day, your life, you can't put it in a box. Like you can't be like, okay, so this is this part of me and this is this part of me. And, you know, they'll just stay separate because you are one person and things feed into each other. And, you know, it's okay to change as a person, but like trying to separate, like a lot of people will separate massively like their love for bodybuilding in the gym and like their family and friends and stuff. And it's great, but at some point, there becomes some restriction and so whether it's that you have friends that are not bodybuilding related and then you have some also some people who are bodybuilding related to help you not lose sight of that side while in the other side um like I hope that makes sense like it's things have to mesh and if you try and compartmentalize your life it it's never going to work it's messy and life changes constantly and I was very much of the opinion for a long time that I didn't like change and that I just wanted things as they were and I'm very much a control freak like I want to know where I'm going what I'm doing like how things are going to be laid out I want to have a plan of what I want to do this time next year like I like that and then the minute I kind of stopped and said right if you just let things loose a little bit (laughs) you're going to be so much happier allow things to flow and last year taught me a lot about that because when my prep dates were moving, the control freak in me was not happy. <laughs> now I'm like thinking about my own plans this year. I'm like, oh, this is a mindset bloody challenge having to like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine if it gets moved. Who cares? And yeah, I know exactly what you mean by that one. So <laughs> yeah, especially like I said, I like to be super organized. And so last year I was like, I just want to book my accommodation I want to make sure I've got my hair appointment my makeup appointment I want to be organized and then I couldn't be because I didn't know and then you know my coach at the time was very much like doesn't matter we're just you know whether we prep to get on a stage now or in three months like we're going to make it work you just need to take what you like you know just be in the moment do what you can and I was like no I want to know <laughs> I want to know now <laughs> and eventually it all worked out and it was fine but it's very easy in that moment to just be like no I'd rather not but it taught me a lot um but it also made me realize that this year I want to hold back on my prep just a little bit to ensure that the chance of that happening again are minimalized because as much as I coped fine I don't want to keep (laughs) I don't want to keep you living that yeah but don't you find it interesting that you've mentioned about how you were manifesting different goals with like Compact and black eyes, for example. You didn't mm. know that time frame, but you kept going. Whereas, isn't it funny with like prep? As soon like we have that date, as soon as that date changes, our minds kind of go a bit like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Yes. So it's interesting how there's different things that we will allow to come with the flow and when the time's there. But then when it comes to like show dates, it just shows how like I guess ingrained our minds have become relating to prep because we have to have that one date whereas with a lot of other goals we might there's not actually a date sometimes no I feel like 
the time-based goal thing becomes quite ingrained in like, oh, it makes an effective goal setting to make it time-based and like yeah you should have a frame of mind so you don't like a frame of time so you don't procrastinate but things will happen when they happen and I feel like this whole lockdown situation has taught a lot of people that because things like people haven't graduated people haven't been able to get married when they want to so they've not been able to start a family when they want to and like all these things have like that knock-on effect and it makes you realize that like you think you're in control of things and you're not and so if you obsess over the control like in a game with prep if you obsess over being ready for that one date um and then you're not ready are you just gonna throw away like like 14 12 weeks of hard work just because you couldn't hold off one more week or another two weeks I love when you say about prepping for a time kind of a rough idea like look at the show calendar you know okay there's like three or four shows that I could do in that month and if you're ready for the first one that's great but if you're not don't put your the pressure on yourself to be ready and I mean my show plans have already changed once for this year coming because I know that I'm going to need more time and the previous me would have been like no don't be silly that's a rubbish excuse but I do need more time and so I'm not afraid to make that step now whereas I think last year I was so keen that it had to be on the exact planned date so yeah it definitely has allowed me to move forward with things a lot more having dealt and yeah just with manifesting any goal don't yeah you want a time frame but if it doesn't appear in your time frame don't be like oh well that's it (laughs) you know because at the end of the day there's bound to be a bunch of other people also trying to manifest the same goal which is what competing is um and so you know it's kind of I can't think of the word but like to assume that you're the only person who wants it that badly that first place spot is naive that's the Mm. word it's like it's quite naive to think that in the oh I was really really wanting that first place and I didn't get it and I can't this doesn't work and it's like well no but there's other people who want it just as badly and if today was their day that's great um so you know you just have to keep showing up with that same mindset and showing that you want it and it will come to you yeah definitely so the next two topics I've got written down here is number one being coached by your partner because I've just watched if anyone like follows Meg Sylvester I've just watched the being coached by your partner YouTube vlog and I found it fascinating and I thought of you babe because obviously you've got Nikki who's coaching you so how do you like navigate that and what sort of advice would you give to people with that basically so it took took me a long time to be open to that idea mainly because I was scared that it was going to affect our relationship badly. And I feel like you have to be certain enough before you start it. Like I would maybe say if if you're in a new relationship or something, don't necessarily, unless they were your coach before or whatever, I'm not going to delve into that side, but like don't immediately start dating someone and then be like, oh yeah, you can coach me too because it's hard. And it's kind of like, you need to establish boundaries and you also need to take a step back. Because I was saying this to you the other day in a voice note is that when, when you're in a relationship, it's 50-50. And it's like, you've got an opinion, they've got an opinion, and you find a balance. And that's how you resolve things in a like partner relationship. But in a coaching relationship, you can't quite have that same thing. Like 
any coach who's listening to this like if your clients had as much of a say in what you did as you did you would never get anything done because they'd be like oh I don't want to do the cardio or oh I want to do more or I want to eat this and I want to you know and you would never get anywhere and it's really difficult to step back as being in a relationship where I'm used to counteracting and being like okay that's fine (laughs) um so and also as well and just how you approach things because again in a relationship if someone says something that you're not so happy with you don't hide your feelings about it you're like just tell it how it is but if you had a coach you don't do that you think how you approach it you take time to think of your reply you go okay I really respect that decision and you know whereas if it's your partner who sat in front of you and you go no <laughs> like it causes arguments and <laughs> I'm laughing because it took a couple of weeks and I thought it was him and I was I like I'll put my hand up and say I thought that no this is Nikki he's not handling this correctly and then I had to take a step back and be like no if a client was speaking to me the way I was speaking to him I would be pissed so it's hard and as the person being coached you have to remember that the coaching relationship and the relationship relationship are separate church and state church and state <laughs> so church and state. I've never heard that in my life <laughs> no, church and state separation of church and state no, seriously ask Joe people say sayings um, he says we live in the same county right and he says these sayings I'm like you live 10 minutes down the road with me for 20 years. And for some reason, I it's just not stretched to me. So yeah, church and state, that's a new one I've added. I'll tell Joe. Separation. Yeah. <laughs> Separation of church and state. You keep your business, business, and your personal, personal. <laughs> God. God, I'm laughing. I'll mute myself. Keep some- <laughs> no. about, like, what you, you, from my side, it sounds like it's, when you were saying about, the power I think it's the power thing right I don't know about mm-hmm. you I'm like you just kind of you don't want to be seen as like like you're bowing down sometimes you kind of want to establish yourself in a power scenario so you are 50 50 I don't know yeah. about you that's kind of the way I see that relationship stuff I can imagine from a coaching perspective it must be really hard because like my instinct would be like no judgment strong independent woman it's the control freak thing again like I like control and passing over to somebody who's out of the equation who's out of your personal day-to-day is easier because it's not as easy to argue with someone who's not in front of you seven days a week whereas like it just it is difficult and so I for a long time said no I'd rather not because I don't I didn't want to be the person to break the relationship because of the coaching relationship However, we have now worked out some like small things that make it better. So for example, I don't check in on the same day he checks in so that he has his day and I have my day. And like I send my pictures and a video and my weight and anything I want to say to him like a client on a message and I don't approach a subject with him. Like if he's not opened his phone that morning, I don't go, oh, have you seen my check-in? And, you know, things like that. I wait for him to be ready to do his job and then you know we sit and we discuss things together and especially as well like I feel like the bikini category is quite hard to understand sometimes and so sometimes we'll sit down and break things down together and 
you know, we'll discuss things about training and I'll say, I really enjoy this exercise. I connect well with this one. And, you know, those kind of conversations that would maybe take a lot of back and forwarding between a other, like a coach who's not there. So there's so many positives to it as well. Um, and yeah, just getting systems in place so that you know that that is how your check-in is handled. That's how the coaching side of the relationship is handled. And then the, so it doesn't bleed into the other areas. Mm. Um, One thing that Meg Sylvester said on her YouTube video was that like the attention to like detail and the care. She was like, mm -hmm. I know that no one, like, I'm not, yeah, I'm. You know, some people might argue that I'll get the same attention to detail and the care that I'll give someone else. But she goes, I know that Cuba has my best intentions at heart 100% all the time. Do you feel that shift since you've yeah. worked with Nikki? Honestly, nobody in this entire world wants me to succeed more than him. Like he wants for me what I want for myself. And the same goes, like the thing is as well is that I like you'll know it like from like being with a bodybuilder like there's a lot of meal prepping that goes on I'm out there in the gym with his sessions because so he doesn't get squished by big weights like I am you know if he goes over his steps by quite a lot and he's absolutely knackered because he's in the middle of his off season I will make his last meal I will like do all those little things to help from my side like I take his check-in pictures I will you know like I do a lot of the other side of things. I go and do all the food shops, like all those things. And then therefore that's like, I help him towards his goals every day. And he, I want to see him succeed as I, much as I want me to succeed. And then the same goes. And it's like a team effort. And, you know, it's, that, it's the same in any relationships in general is that it shouldn't be like the two of you kind of do your own thing. It's like, you're a team. And I feel like when you're both competing, if you can gel that team into being some sort of efficient machine so that not everyone's trying to do everything, it makes things so much easier. And yeah, like he sees me every morning. He knows when I'm upset about something. He knows how my mindset works. He knows the foods I like, the exercises I like. He knows how hard I train. He sees me in my training sessions. In my prep, he would see me, he would see what the foods did to me he would see me at every time of day like you know it's all those things that when you even when you check in with a coach every single day they don't see you all those other hours of the day they don't necessarily get the true reflection and you can write anything on a check-in form and say it's okay but someone who actually knows you sees a different side to things and I think that that is a huge huge bonus and that has allowed us to really make some good progress in that like I have he already knows me so he knows if I say I'm tired that I really mean it or if I'm upset by something it's not something small and all those little things when you mentioned about working like separately and like working together it's kind of like I guess what you're saying is like aligning things yeah together, kind of like it's not the case that it has to be the perfect like is it what's it called what's that cube called Tetris no What's that Rubik's cube? cube. Rubik's cube. That's the one. Um, it's okay. So like, it has to be the most perfect Rubik's cube where every single bit is like, you know, reds on one side, blues on the other side. But it's just like it's working out what's going to be like the best color combination. But obviously, like for you guys, it's just what the combination yeah. with admin and tasks and you know all the other areas. So I don't know why I started thinking about a Rubik's cube. I'm trying to <laughs> useless. Um, I want to end this top well 
you know how it ends so i won't say that bit yet but mm -hmm. the last topic i want to talk about because i know it's something which is very very close to your heart is coffee so okay talk to us <laughs> i thought we were getting another deep comment <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot from jenny because she knows her coffee inside out so talk to us cafeteria right. what are we doing what's the best protocol T tell the people because I feel like I've learned a lot from you so I feel like they need so, to learn as well best little thing you can get is like a, a coffee measure like just type in coffee scoop on Amazon I sent like I sent you one the other day and you were like love it just makes it consistent secondly is not boiling water straight on your coffee let the water cool a little bit or put cold water on first so you don't burn the coffee grind and then just it depends depends how strong you like your coffee I like to let mine sit for quite a while. I'm quite a strong coffee person, but we actually have a coffee machine that makes like, you know, like the American pots of coffee that you see. Um, like the big filter circle things. Yeah, like a big filter coffee, basically. Um, because we drink like coffee by a gigantic cupful at a time. So we just make like a big whole filter coffee each day and it's, it's fab. But yeah, yeah. I do love a... Do you have like a decaf coffee quite a lot? Do you have like a caffeinated one? I should. Oh. Should, <laughs> but I don't. I have two coffees a day, but it's probably the equivalent to like two large Starbucks coffees. Like they're quite big. Oh. Yeah. I don't ever have any more, but I very rarely have any less. Sometimes on a rest day, I'll only have one. And I should drink decaf more. I have tried decaf rest days before, but they kind of kill my soul a little bit. <laughs> Do you think it tastes different? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to find the right decaf, like, sort of, because if not, it can taste like, I don't know, it just, I have to taste You know it's a liar. <laughs> you, you can tell, you can tell it's lying to you and it's not really caffeine. <laughs> I'd rather have a green tea. Like, if I'm not going to have a coffee, I'd rather have a green tea or, like, a mint tea than a fake coffee. That's true. That's true. Because I feel like over the years, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just have like the coffee granules. Who cares? And then I started using those like the tea bags in the coffee, which were quite nice and they're quite like easy. But I feel like I have gone and it felt full on like cafetiere vibes. So, yeah. We'll see. Oh, but that, I, what I'll do actually is I'll leave that link to the coffee like, <laughs> because I didn't realize you have to actually like the coffee, if you just open the coffee, um, like yeah. you don't seal it it loses like a lot of its flavor yeah so you've got to seal that packet and keep it in a fridge or like a cool environment doesn't have to be in like a fridge all the time but like if you've got quite a warm house find a cool cupboard or somewhere what does that do i don't know but so i used to work in a coffee shop in australia and they they told me that so there you go there you go, there you go. So let's finish this up. I feel like this has been a wicked episode. So thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> but you know how this goes because you've been listening to the podcast for so bloody long, babe. I'm dreading the question. Oh. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Mate, you've been listening to this, this podcast for two years and you've not thought, hmm, I wonder how I'll answer this question. I think about it all the time, but I just, I always change my mind. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So what makes you not just a bikini girl? <laughs> I would say don't let me down no pressure this is your moment oh, I would say that because I'm so you're not making me laugh 
um, I'm very invested in like the mindset and the spiritual and empowerment side of things and I think eventually down the line that is more the route I see my life taking in terms of like career and things and this here we go fun fact I used to want to work um, in humanitarian aid I went to uni and I studied international relations and Middle Eastern studies and I wanted to <laughs> your face <laughs> yeah um, and I wanted to work as like a government aid worker or I wanted to work with NGOs and that side of things and with the mindset side of things that I know now and I believe in like eventually far down the line I would love to be able to help people in more unfortunate circumstances than myself find empowerment through positive mindset um and like teaching them ways to help themselves from within rather than just throwing aid at people that's mad I've learned something you never cease to amaze me mate like the amount of, <laughs> you just come up with so much stuff I'm like who is this girl I absolutely love it but thank you so much for coming on I'm so glad we finally got you on and I'm thank pretty you certain you. you manifested coming on the podcast I think you said that to me didn't you I did do you know what here we go another fun one I used to dr- so I would be like listening to a podcast and you would ask a question and I would pause the podcast and I would just talk out loud in my car as if I was on the podcast and I was answering your question oh my god like and you sound crazy doing it like people are going to be like listening to this like this this girl has tripped a switch she she is not normal but trust me like it's so powerful to speak out loud and to and so yeah a lot of these conversations I feel like I've already had <laughs> Do you feel like you're having like deja vu? You just like I've this kind of. I mean, we're covering completely different topics, and obviously, like it's totally different. But yeah, I've I've sat in my car, my own like on long car journeys, probably on the way back from Birmingham, like trying to keep myself in a good mood, listening to my not just a bikini girl podcast, talking away as if yeah, talking away as if it was me, and then here we are. Love it. Well. That has been a sick episode, guys. So I hope you have enjoyed it. And make sure you do subscribe and tag us when you do listen to the end. And we'll see you all in the next episode.